So every time we do this <clears throat> podcast, he's like, don't be late. Right. Mm -hmm. But he also hates when I'm here too long, but we have a lot of work to do. So yeah. I always try to come early. So I'm like, get but, out. So yeah. he, he's always like, I'm like, I'll come at 11. He's like, come at two. And yeah. then we negotiate <laughs> to a time. And right? then it landed on one. And today we landed on one because yeah. the other person who was recording today canceled. So we ended up just meeting all day. Yeah. But I get here early, a couple minutes early, three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I go to the door guy and say, oh, I'm here. And they like know me now. Yeah. And uh, he calls up and then he's on the phone for a minute. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Alon must be like in an important meeting. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to mess him up because uh -huh. he just got an important new gig. And we'll talk about that later. We'll but that later. Uh, I was like, oh, this is exciting. But I was also like, oh, really? Because because I'm all if I'm late, yeah. it's like shit hits the fan. Yeah. So I texted him. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, she did you're, text that. You're and he said, "Just wait, bitch." And then I was like, "I said oh, for I'm five gonna, minutes. Wait. I just said just wait in the lobby five minutes." No, he didn't. He said, "I screenshot what you said." Okay, that's fair. So I may have. Said anyway, that. yeah, I get. I finally like he texted me, "Come up." So I was like. I don't know. In a few minutes, I'll come up. <laughs> I did text you. <laughs> you didn't read it. So I come up and knock on the door and he doesn't answer for like two minutes. No, I said, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. I said, I'm coming. But it wasn't. I opened the door and he was like, I'm so sorry. <sighs> I was trying to find the perfect t-shirt to wear under this robe. Because I had a different one on and just looked really wrong. Okay. And I and I was rummaging through and I have a cleaning lady and she sometimes puts things in like the wrong spot. <gasps> like folds it and puts it somewhere so, else. And I but was if I'm the, legit late because like the train stopped and then I have to take the bus or something. No. Well, unacceptable. I was going to have you here while I had to change. That would have been the rude. fact that you even had to change for this podcast, which is not, which is not, a, which is which not, is not, not a video. video. It was for my own comfort. Yeah. Okay. Well, you look great. The confidence comes through. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just slurp real quick from this mug. Oh my God. Yeah. Please do that. People love to hear that. Okay. Okay. So, we're uh, here with Viviana. We're here today. Hi, Hi Viviana. Welcome. Viviana Langhoff is here all the way from Chicago. She flew in here. just to do the show in person. Yes. yes. Yeah, she did. Yeah, that's the yeah. only reason she came here. <laughs> so this is Refka. I'm JB Jones. I'm Alan Seamage. And we're going to talk to Viviana today about being a creative businesswoman. Because you are the woman who I feel like... <laughs> what? It sounds like something somebody puts on like their Tinder profile. <laughs> I am a creative business woman. Listen, well, I, I'm, who, I, have, I, have, I have joked many times I would be a financial dominatrix if given the opportunity. Oh, okay, well, she's a financial dominatrix. That's yeah. that right. better. You step, that would you be on Tinder. You step out of line in your budget, I'm yeah. there for you with a cute outfit. Yeah. As we were planning this, she said everything is a financial strategy. And I think that those are words to live by. Yeah, I thought we lived in America and not the USSR. I thought that's how this works. <laughs> Which, Everything by the way, is. on the way in, I saw, you know, yeah. Shen Yu that's been around oh, forever? Yeah. Their slogan 
is uh-huh. China before communism. That is their slogan. Really? Oh. How have I missed that? I've never noticed I that. I never knew that. Isn't that bizarro? I mean, I feel like those are posters we've all seen but never looked at. I, I feel like I should I put like I've a poster for Puerto Rico, like Puerto Rico before Hurricane Maria, you know, like <laughs> Orlando before Disney. Like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. That, it that? really says that? It says I've that. I've never noticed that. So yes. weird. That is such a bizarre thing to say. So, Back oh to the God. USSR. Yeah. yeah. US. Okay. Let's get back to the USSR. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. This is going really great. Yeah. So far. Yeah. So let's start by talking about you. You have your hands in so many things. You do interior design. <clears throat> you've done object design. You're a jewelry designer. You own a retail store. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how, did, how did you do that? How do you, you sound do all crazy this? When, you, when you read that <laughs> off. It sounds interesting. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, it's but funny. It's I, I pace everything out that it doesn't, you know, sometimes like when you look up, it doesn't feel like you've done very much. And then mm. you like kind of look back at everything and oh, it's just yeah. like, oh my goodness. Whoa. Like how yeah, do yeah. yeah. I always feel like yeah. I'm doing nothing, honestly. Yeah. So that's, that's how I yeah. always feel every day. Like what have I actually like done today, yesterday, this week, this month, yeah. this year? I have no idea. Well, you do tell me all the time, I want to do nothing. So. Yeah, I do. I desperately. I just want to lay down, look at the ceiling, and wait till I die. <laughs> it's like my dream right now. I just want to. I just want to lie plank flat on the floor and stare at the ceiling. That's my only like deepest desire right now. But it'll never happen. Okay. Well. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. So Viviana, <laughs> talk to the lady. Carry on. <laughs> Like you want to talk about it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no, we've already done that. The episode. pregnant pause. You're like, you're yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, are you okay? Are you okay? So <laughs> cry for help. We don't have time for this. No, we don't. <laughs> we really don't. So you started out in contemporary jewelry. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure a lot of people don't know because those like contemporary jewelry and fine jewelry are often so separate. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit of, of your story and how you got to be a jewelry, yeah, the jewelry designer part. Let's focus on that first. So I went to college, uh, moved from Miami to Mm -hmm. Chicago, went to the School Mm -hmm. of the Art Institute of Chicago. So at the time, it's for those who don't know, it's pretty much the premier fine art school in the U.S. Is that why you went to Chicago then, just for school? Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. for college. Mm -hmm. And I went in wanting to do costume design for film, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's a highly conceptual college, like university. It's not... It's a construct. It, it's not practical whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It is not. It is. I have so much critique over higher ed uh-huh. in the United States. I can't even yeah. tell you from debt to everything else. So anyway, so uh, took fashion. I quickly realized I absolutely hated it. Um, mm-hmm. Not the design portion. I love design. I mm-hmm. love, love, love design. But yeah. the actual construction was very frustrating oh, okay. uh, for me. And You just didn't enjoy doing it. No, I didn't. No. You know, it's like sewing. I, I can still sew, mm-hmm. but it's it's. I don't have the patience for it in mm-hmm. the same way. Then I had to take a metals class, and I took to that like a fish to water. Wow. I absolutely nice. loved it. Nice. And I think that's, you know, everything's a trial and error, right? You know, it's like, I always joke that, like, I, I'm terrible at ceramics. Like, if you want a 10-pound mug that'll, like, chip your lip, I'm your girl. Like, yeah. I, I can't <laughs> do ceramics. But I like the way it feels. Yeah. And um, so anyway... Ended up doing metalsmithing. Again, the school is conceptual. Went to Columbia College. They were teaching more of art jewelry mm-hmm. and okay. everything that kind of went with that. And I, and I love the fact that it, it was so strong conceptually and theory-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of reconciled for me. I think I've sometimes struggled with the fact that I love aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And is it superficial? 
Yeah. Because I wouldn't, I'm not a superficial person, yeah, <laughs> you know, no. but it's just like, so, but a lot of times those concepts are delivered in a package, right? Like if you love aesthetics or right. if you love good design, then you must not right. be a person of substance, right? So yeah. then I'm like, okay, sure. like, you know, art jewelry might be able to marry some of those, uh, what I thought were warring discrepancies. And then uh, my bills said differently. <laughs> so, yeah. Let me tell you what's a warring yeah. discrepancy. Yep. <laughs> College debt. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. And walking around, you know, walking out with that skill. I mean, I would say, like, my family is very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... Nobody in my family has gone to art school. Mm-hmm. I'm Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. You know, we are practical. We are, you know... My family's done a tremendous job, each of them. But... Um, Get your shit together, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it you for play. like, art school, what? Well, yeah. I've met people who are like, I went to clowning school. I'm like, that's some white people shit right there because it's just like, <laughs> my, my, my family, immigrants, uh, people of color, You, your parents will beat you. I'm from yeah. Bosnia. If I said to my parents I was going to clowning school, I would, dead body. Thank you. Thank dead you. Body. I don't it would have been even. over Someone's a like, long time I, ago. I, yes. It would have been over a long time <laughs> so, ago. So, I mean, even... That's not... Yeah. The same net. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for myself, my, my father was really big about, White like... White people are fucking crazy, though. Just White insane. White people are fucking crazy. That affluenza yeah. is real. Yeah. White, it's real. Because, like, I'm just going to... Straight people and white people are fucking psychotic. Yeah. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. guys. They're going to... You're going to teach a... I hear you, though. I hear you. A yeah. ne- neon tarot class in the woods... Somewhere in upstate. Some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. like out doing yeah. shrooms, getting a degree in shrooming. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck is going on. That is exactly what's going on. Welcome to Portland. Oh, no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is Portland. So, yeah. yes. Disgusting. So anyway, okay. I, I did art jewelry. And while I was in school, while I was graduating, uh, at the time I was just very involved with my church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated school, worked for a designer and I was also a bench um, in what would be oh, our okay. diamond district. Was, was this like a fine jewelry designer that you worked for? Or? I did. Okay. Yeah, she was a terrorist. Terrible person. <laughs> she oh, was no. an actual terrorist. <laughs> She's terrible. She's on watch lists <laughs> across the globe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I really am a person that everything passes through God's hands first and mm-hmm. everything's a teachable moment and you know, I learned everything not to do in business mm-hmm. from witnessing this woman. And yeah. that was also beneficial and fruitful, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, Be- Bella always says to me, I wish more jewelers would go work for someone else so they could learn what not to do, which is mm-hmm. so true. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I, I learned everything not to do from one of my yeah. past employers. Yeah. Sometimes I, know, I think people so. need a couple of bad jobs not not horrible right. jobs but yeah. ones to be like okay like I, c- I could have done without a few of them. I could have <laughs> yeah. done without a few I could have yeah. used a break they could have done without you cause, oh, yeah. oh but no they fired from every job I, fired I, w- I was fired from two jobs I was, I yeah. was fired from every job I've ever had except yeah. for good the one where I worked for another photographer I left but like every other job I was mm. absolutely mm. they were like Please leave. We will pay you to not come here every day. Yeah, I'm I, terrible, terrible employee. The yeah. worst. Also yeah. the best. I always do also make the, the distinction, though, because some yeah. people think that, you know, entrepreneurship is, you know, mm-hmm. somehow superior to being an employee. And I also, no. I don't think so at all. My thing is that there, mm-hmm. there are 
people have personality and, and bents it's a personality on either thing, way. And yeah. I'm just like, I wish I was a great employee. Honestly, right. I just, I wasn't. I see the I just same wasn't. thing. I wish I was a great employee because life would be I, a lot simpler and easier. Yes. I wish I could mm-hmm. go work for somebody and I'll clock in, clock out, get mm-hmm. a check. Yeah. You know, it, would, like, it would be simpler. And it, My life would yeah. be simpler. I'm, I'm an, when I see great employees, I'm like, wow. Like, I am, yeah. I have a lot of respect. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and well, this is just where I'm bent. I'm, I'm much better uh, yeah. an entrepreneurial show. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, too, in jewelry, it's so interesting because all of the kids coming out of school want to be designers. And there's all these bench jobs, and mm-hmm. especially in New York. Uh, that just aren't going to be filled. And like uh, this article that was just in the mm-hmm. New York oh, Times about yeah, the Diamond yeah. District, right? Ugh, I mean, things are... I got too much play on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. that guy, tracks NYC oh is like yes. the epitome of everything wrong with yeah. like masculinity. And yeah. He I'm did. Like, I was... I, when like, I first saw that, I was like, like you're giving this one like, this much play? I was like, no. They didn't know who else to call. Thank you. They did it because he's all over social. Yeah. Yeah, he's he puts he's fighting with people all over social media. Yeah, that's the thing. Constantly, I gotta, yeah. fight. I gotta fight with some people. Sell some jewelry. I want. Yeah. To, we need to start some shit. Do you want to start some shit, yeah, JB? Let's do it. Let's we should do it on shit. TikTok because I know you love it there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not getting into that. No. Okay. Okay. So on. continue. Um, I forgot where we were. I'm sorry. She was talking about working for another jeweler. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, how we got so on this. Okay. I I learned fine jewelry production from mm, from her okay. mm-hmm. and actually I actually have never told the story how I even started doing this so this woman the terrorist, got, the terrorist yeah. uh, huge ego low sales that's the uh, worst combo great. right and that's so, that's so useful for everyone <laughs> <laughs> that's great for everyone involved I love how you're just so straightforward with it I love yeah. it so this woman writes her a letter and she who is this woman stranger Perfect stranger. Perfect stranger wrote, wrote her a letter. Wrote her a physical letter, okay. handwritten with a picture of her family. <gasps> and she's like, just saying, I, I saw your designs. I love them. I am dying of cancer. I have four children that are adults. Mm-hmm. I have a budget of $1,200. I know it's not much, but I'd really love a piece of jewelry for each of them. Oh. Would, would you consider making doing, something? Yes. Yeah. And. She looked at the letter and she balked at it and she threw it in the trash. <gasps> what? And so I picked the letter out of the trash. She, I hope she never hears. This. Oh my god! I picked the letter out of the trash. I I'm not sure you. Good for I, you. I contacted the woman. This is older uh-huh. black woman in Minnesota. Uh huh. And she just gave me description. I go. I will do something for you. Oh, that's In lovely. silver, but that's all I could do. Yeah, because yeah, it's a low budget. A low yeah. budget and, yeah. you know, I just created these four rings for each of her girls with, like, a wave. Oh. And then, like, the this mother's so description. That's it was, lovely. It was very yeah. simple. And then I saw, I made 400 or $500 off of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But for me, that was a huge amount of money. Yeah. And I wasn't even setting out to, right. to make a profit. To help someone out, yeah. But I thought that was the cruelest thing in the world. Yeah. It that disgusting. it's just, like... Disgusting. It, it cost, you know, like, it, she wasn't busy. She did nothing all day. She did nothing because she had no clients. She could have at least been like, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. She threw it in the trash. So all that to say, you know, I had this moment. I did it. I, I did the whole production thing, and I learned very quickly. I was like, okay, so this is how mm. it goes. And then people in my church started asking me for engagement rings. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm 20 something then it's the church. So the church, any sort of religious institution, most people get married under the age of 26. Mm. So I started doing a lot of engagement rings and then I would like take the money. Mm -hmm. My husband and I would kind of discuss, but everything for us was about annihilating our student loan debt. We graduated with a combined $130,000 worth of debt and combined we were making less than $35,000. I'm surprised it's that low, honestly. Given, I mean, that's obviously an enormous yeah. amount, but given other horror stories yeah. I hear from, I oh mean, my gosh. For, no, it's for me, college yeah. was $60,000 a year. Yeah. So yeah. At, at IU, it was 60 oh grand a year. Yeah. SESC so, was around 50, wow. around 50,000 a year. And I worked three jobs throughout. Yeah. It yeah. was just bad shit. Bad shit. So was, was this the first time when you made those rings and then started making stuff for people in church that you were like, oh, I want to do this on my own like I could yeah take this on from the moment I graduated school I started my first company I mm, used the air quotes okay. because it was you know modest but I did it with you know so much fervor and mm. I called it one origin jewelry I didn't want to lead with my name I wanted something that no matter what I made underneath it uh-huh. uh it could all kind of play to that name this yeah. was in Chicago still mm-hmm. this okay. was in Chicago um so yeah. So I started One Origin, and then that's pretty much what I did a lot of the engagement rings from. But of course, they were more client-led designs of mm-hmm. my own because I didn't really have a strong voice at the time. Mm-hmm. I had bills. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. someone's like, yeah. like even, you know, I call it a stone on a stick, which is yeah. a solitaire. Oh, yeah. Someone's like, yeah, yeah. can you give me this stone on a stick? I'm like, and I get $500? Yes. Yep. You know, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So you work with the community and who's in front of you, and I always say that I'm so blessed that so many people met me at Starbucks or all these or Panera and allowed me to show them diamonds. Mm -hmm. I had to go to diamond dealers who never met me. And I said, Hey, I'm starting this. Can you, you know, I didn't have terms. A lot of times they would have me show pieces there in their Mm -hmm. showroom. So it took little by little, didn't find a mentor, never, never had a mentor in the jewelry industry. Um, I've had spiritual mentorship. I've had business mentorship. Uh And yeah, I mean, I managed an art jewelry gallery in Chicago for a long time Mm -hmm. and the owner actually offered it to me for purchase and it was just a bad deal. It just wasn't, it wasn't Mm -hmm. conducive (laughs) to me or anyone. So anyway, she, she sold it to someone else, but, um, I'm, I'm just really well versed in art jewelry also because of that. So Mm -hmm. I've been selling it for many years, um, you know, there very much is like a clientele for yeah. that still. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and but now I, you have your own shop. Yeah, 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 I do. Well, let's talk about that. How did, how was this born? <laughs> so Adornment of Erie wa- came about actually right after that deal fell through. Oh, okay. So while I was building this, okay. this deal with this person to potentially take over their business, um, I wrote two business plans. One was completely catered to her gallery as it stood, how we were going to scale it, what we needed to clean up, what needed to be reinvested. So I did all the P&Ls and everything. That was for me. That wasn't mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And then I did a second set of business plans like, hey, if this doesn't work out, you know, like what, what would I do if sky was, you know, if the sky was the limit and so on and so yeah. forth. So I built a business plan based on that. Um, so deal fell through probably licked my wounds for like a day. I'm not really, I don't yeah. sulk. I'm not. And mm. uh, three days later, I went to City Hall and filed my LLC. Okay. And three months later, I opened the store. Wow. wow. So I and hustled. 
I hustled. Yeah. What, yeah. Tell us where it is in Chicago. In so it's in a neighborhood uh, called Logan Square. Mm-hmm. So it would be, you know, comparative to a Cobble Hill here or it'd mm-hmm. be comparison. It's like a Silver Lake in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's cool. gentrified, a yeah. little bit coming up, you know, uh, still has some dirt under its fingernails. But, yeah. you know, artsy, all mm-hmm. of those, yeah. all of mm-hmm. that language you want to pile on there. And yeah. you decided when you opened that you're still maintaining your own uh, jewelry company as well, your own designs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, under the same name or? So I have Viviana Langhoff Designs, mm-hmm. and then I do sell within my store. So mm-hmm. um, I do custom. Like that is yeah. my bread and butter. That's what okay. I love to do. I love mm-hmm. custom. Uh, so I've done custom since that very first letter yeah. up until now. So there was. That one is the easy one for me. That mm-hmm. revenue from custom is very easy. It's not, it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do need a thick skin for custom. Oh, yeah. Not just like clean, perfect funneled systems. You need a thick skin yeah. to deal with clients. Um, but you must have, I mean, this isn't a business question, but you just having, having known you, you're so passionate about jewelry. Where do you think that comes from? And, and what do you see, what excites you about jewelry? I guess, what do you see in it? I'm really passionate about a lot of things. Yeah. I have a lot of joy. I have a lot of joy over things. I think um, that's good. Alan needs that, so like just rub that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have none of that at the moment. <laughs> none of them. Depleted. No. You look really nope. good. Depleted. Though. It's that T-shirt. It's what yep. it, yeah. T- it's it's good. It looks it really good. Yeah. The perfect amount of cleavage. Mm-hmm. I thought so. For, yeah, both I of you look good. Yeah, both look good. I like have my shirt all the way buttoned up. I guess I gotta. <laughs> there you go. Tits up, girl. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go passion. Go. Um, I mean, what I really love, jewelry or not, I love design. I love design. I love the idea of adornment. I love the concept of the fact that it is the oldest art form on earth mm-hmm. and that it predates cave paintings and that yeah, no matter what, people want to select how to express themselves and adorn themselves commemorate special occasions. I think it's just very human. Mm-hmm. There, there's something very human about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, what I love about jewelry has nothing to do with status. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very statusy person. I could really give two shits about that. Um, but I love design. I love mm-hmm. design. And I feel like good design is communicates thoughtfulness and care, right? Like we're looking at your Jonathan Adler couch. And then when you sit in something that's been really well designed, you're like, they thought of where my shoulders should go. Mm-hmm. They thought of this, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. as opposed to like thoughtless, careless design is, I think, just destructive for culture, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and That's I think also recognizing yeah. that like we are all culture builders. We are all creatives. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't mm-hmm. matter what your field or your title is. That's true. And you're either building the future that you want to see or you're destroying, destroying it, it. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, benches and parks have a bar in the center so that homeless people cannot sleep. But yet there's not a system built in place for them to have enough shelter, you right, know, for a place for them. To right. Sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You so know, true. so that's a thing design, whether visible or invisible, I think communicates care. And I, mm-hmm. for myself, I'm very big about like, what is my purpose? And I, I love God. I believe that I'm here to glorify God and love mm-hmm. people well. Mm-hmm. That it just generally like I don't yeah. even it you know not even gonna get in the weeds with that you know yeah. but it's just like that that's just what I generally that is the lens in which I view life mm-hmm. when I encounter people it's 
they don't remember what you say, but people always remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Alon has that quality, too, when people meet him. (laughs) You do. No, people were... (laughs) It's true. People love you. It's so true. I mean, I know we're making fun of him right now. Yeah. Like, grumpy. Yeah, it's it's been a grumpy time. It is true. Um, Okay, so let's get into it about the store, because our audience always has a lot of questions when it comes to retail. So we're going to pick your brain about adornment and theory. Hope we're going to have a few annoying questions. Yeah. I hope I, I can help. I think maybe let's <laughs> start with like, uh, just getting to know the store. Like what is the goal and mission of adornment and theory? Like, why did you think that needed to come yeah, to market? And just to clarify, you obviously carry lines that are not just your own. Yes. Yeah. We carry let's over, talk about that. We, yeah. we carry over 60 women identified designers or artists, however they want to. Oh, is it only women identified? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And we specialize in BIPOC designers. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listening who are unfamiliar with the term, that stands for black indigenous people of color. Mm-hmm. So when I started the store, I wanted to carry more diverse lines. So the store I was slated to potentially purchase, Mm -hmm. everything was Eastern European. Everything was from Poland and Mm. Germany and all of these countries. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, half were American artists. Mm -hmm. But it's the same pattern everywhere. They're all white women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all white women designers, and then you have it's a handful true. like a Paflin or this that. You know, you have a yeah. handful of men, but by and large, you know, yeah. it's all white women designers. So I even asked the owner, I'm like, "Have you looked into like like Latin America has phenomenal design? Yeah. Like, if anybody listening, go to Mexico City because mm-hmm. they're fucking killing yeah. it. They're killing it in design, their Art Week, everything else." It's and so true. When you know, we started Jewelry Week, one of the reasons was because Bella and I kept going to all the stores around here, and everyone was selling the same white women yeah. Yeah. in every store. That's not changed so much. No, well, it really hasn't. It's, I mean, it's there's, not really changed There's that a few much. people who are making some shifts. There are a few people shifts. who are doing different yeah. things. Yeah. But it's on, crazy. Or then you have yeah. like the, yeah. these you know, anchor brands, such as like Roberto Coin or like Stephen mm-hmm. Webster or things yeah. like that, right? They kind of right. make it into... <laughs> Shops all over the yeah, place. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking in different scales right yeah, now. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I didn't have a store that, A, would represent my work. I think more than once uh, I was turned away because I was told my work looked too ethnic, mm-hmm. which is bananas if you look at my work because mm-hmm. it's, you know, yeah. it's antique inspired. There's a art lot of details. Inspired. Art deco yeah. It's very fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's just that I loved black diamonds and I loved using lava rock and maybe some alternative materials. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously all of that is just cloaked racial language, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like we don't have a market for that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, you know, which is fair. You know, it is what it is. So it's like now I'm going to build my own thing. Um, but I would say even in the beginning, it was really difficult to find those designers mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because none of us are you know, geotagging our stuff. We don't have like hidden tags of like, I'm black, I'm this, you know, like, and it wasn't honestly until 2020 that people started really Mm -hmm. tagging and noting their work and identifying who they were or putting their face forward that I was like, fine. You know, I I was able, like we already had some designers, but then I was really able to take on a lot more because right. people were marketing themselves a bit smarter. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when we started Jewelry Week in 2018, we did a converse a conversation on diversity in the field. That was all we had at the time. That was like the first thought, mm-hmm. right? In 2018, and Jennifer Gandia was a part of it and Sol Ogun and Johnny Nelson. Um, 
and no. we did this talk and I remember Jennifer was just so overwhelmed with like, wow, this is great. And then in 2019, we started Here We Are. And then in 2020, from 2018 to 2020, there were only like five articles um, in on the internet, on the whole internet that featured black or mm -hmm. BIPOC um, jewelers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And most of those articles of the five, three were just rewritten by different companies, like the same thing, the same yeah, yeah. jeweler. Claro, yeah. And a lot of those jewelers weren't around anymore. And I remember, like, because I would look every year because we were like, we want to show so these jewelers. There's only so many times people can put Artsmith up. Right, I know, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, like, so we had to put in a lot of work because the thing is, the jewelers were out there, but, like, you were saying, they w weren't putting themselves forward as that. Yeah. They sh shouldn't have to exactly. do that, yes. you know? I mean, but, I, I wasn't. I wasn't right, because there. that wasn't the thought. And uh, But I was so, like, I mean, grateful for a lot of things in 2020, ungrateful for a lot of things, but like the fact that those floodgates opened with everyone being like, I'm here, mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. and coming out. But that it was like, that was not long ago that it was very difficult mm -hmm. to find diversity yeah. to and feature because no one cared. It's, and uh, and, are and out in many there. ways we're not, uh, we've not really made a ton of no, we haven't made a lot of progress because yeah. it's now 2023, and um, a lot of know, people have still kind of fallen off because the thing is, like, well, there were a lot of we initiatives. Did we did the thing, mm -hmm. we, we did, did the, the work, and we're good now. Well, that's the yeah. thing; it's no longer, you know, like as it's as, not as hot, as hot anymore. Yes, yeah, yeah it's, it's not sexy anymore. Right, and I mean, all these initiatives. I have a lot to say about all of those, and mm -hmm. you know, I know Malia does too. Y'all yeah, just we, had we her. had yeah, Malia McCartan yeah. on, and we but, talked about that with her as yeah. well. But yeah. I would say that, you know, at the end of the day, it's a lot of the people that I have the privilege to be shoulder to shoulder with in this, we need capital. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. the, the mentorship is great. We, we're good on information. Mm -hmm. Like, we good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we need capital. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yes, yeah. 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 That you can't level That's the playing how people grow. field any other way. That's mm -hmm. how businesses grow. You use yeah. other people's money. Yep. Um, that's how you grow. I hope, I hope that the companies with money will hear this <laughs> and start putting it towards not their ideas, but your ideas. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not that optimistic just yet. No, but we'll I know. See. But okay. So, okay. So you open this store and just with like a whole new group of jewelers and contemporary well. When you opened this store from the get-go, did you already have like um, an assortment of jewelers that you had in there, or did you start out with just your own collection, or how did you grow the business? Oh, lordy. I mean, I started, we started with barely any money. I mean, okay. when I opened the doors, the account was less than a thousand. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, there, failure is not an option. Yeah, That's yeah, a very yeah. big thing with me. Failure is not an option. And so when I started the store, my my beautiful, sparkling PNL, my business plan, of uh -huh. course, would have liked a hundred and twenty, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to start. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so we started with less than forty because that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And you know, in Spanish, so I, I had this conversation with my father at one point. But in Spanish, the the word for business is negocios, mm -hmm. which is negotiations. Mm -hmm. And you know, my my family doesn't have any money to give me, and he's just like Viviana. This is the job now. Yeah. Your, your job is negotiation. Mm -hmm. So I had to call up designers. I went, I came here to New York. I didn't know, I've never been to New York now before. I, I got a badge okay. mm -hmm. and I went to people and I negotiated and said, hey, you do not know me. I have very little funds, but I'm about to open a store 
and I need you to bet on me because, yeah. you know, if you give me a lot of consignment by Christmas time, I'm going to be putting money in your G string. Like just yeah. give it to me, give it I to me like and to I will kill it. it. You know? I would like to see that. Yes. But that was the thing. It's like after the holiday. So I opened it in October. Okay. And after the holiday, we did really well. And it was, it, I was just worshiping in joy every time I got to write a check to a yeah. person who took a chance on me. Yeah. You know? And, and that's the thing where it's like, we're part of an ecosystem. I don't believe in this like hierarchy thing, right? Mm. Like I need designers just like they need me. And yeah. I don't believe I'm better than anyone else or this or that, but it's just like, because these, these artists took a chance on me, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill it for you. Like that is, that is now my yeah. job, you know? So that is how we started the store. We started the store at very little inventory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, just like everything else, save some coin, reinvest it, able to buy you know yeah. mm-hmm. and so you so know you were just buying uh, the collections predominantly is that what you were eventually doing in the beginning? yeah 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 i mean consignment to start for some people um or i put a little bit of money down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like but you, know, you like bought things that you knew you would be able to push yeah and so it's like you know for a person i'm like i can do six hundred dollars worth of product can you match an yeah, additional yeah. six or eight hundred mm-hmm. in consignment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's modest, but it's like, it was everything I had, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it was everything I had. So yeah. when your risk is high, you, you're going to fight, you know, yeah. like there's fight, flight or freeze or fun. I fight like, yeah. yeah. That's great. That's good. Yeah. So, okay, so how now do you pick people that you t- to carry? So do you still, what, what uh, JB is really asking <laughs> is, I'm a designer. Uh, I really want to be in the uh, store. Yeah. How does this work? How do I Everyone reach out wants to, to you? Know what should my collection look or feel like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys just like, this is the answer on our website, but I also kind of want to go into the fact that I think the industry does need a reckoning mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. if you really want to see equity. So when we, so we, we have a limited case space so there's one thing Mm -hmm. so you know we we keep our our kind of best sellers and i do try to rotate and find new people Mm -hmm. um most people just email us um or they will is that an effective way to communicate with you not with me i mean the girls at the store see it i don't i don't see it i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna lie to you Mm -hmm. um you know what i love about your emails you have at the bottom the response response time girl you need to put a month on yours i do (laughs) every time i email from you i'm like can i do that it's so genius and you change it set expectations can i just tell you there's so many times that i feel like a bully on the show because i'm constantly talking about I don't get an answer from this. I'm trying to be better because oh, my last text show. message was two months. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no. My my point is, Dude, I can't, you wanna, I'm not the I only the one saying of text, it. And it's not that I don't care. No, of course you care. I'm not worried I'm about you caring so or not. Yeah. I'm just saying. I feel. Get, I do feel really bad about need, it. You uh, need more people. You were ta- what were you telling me earlier? Yeah, I was trying to... What were you telling me earlier? You shouldn't be doing all the stuff you're doing. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Anyway, <laughs> Okay. Puts a response time in the signature yes. genius. I'm very, I'm very big about setting expectations. Yes. Yeah. I need to seriously implement that. I'm just going to put, that. I will probably never write you back, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you on, on my... Email Bella. <laughs> email Bella, yeah. On my email signature, it says what days I'm available. So mm-hmm. it actually says my schedule. It says, you know, not available 
Mondays, uh, Saturday and Sunday, limited access because I'm working the store. Mm -hmm. And then it says my average mm -hmm. response time is two to three days. So this, I love that. I'm very big about mm -hmm. setting expectations. Yeah. I always want to be on the offense, not the defense. Defense yeah. is where your stress level, that cortisol yeah. comes up. Defense off. is when you're also no. apologizing to people, having oh, to yeah. explain yourself to people, That's et cetera, et cetera. Me. You never want to be in that position. No. Always, yeah. always pad your time. Be yep. realistic. Yeah. And... Um, it lowers the other people's anxiety and yes. expectation, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then things just flow smoother. This is the best podcast we had. I just learned everything. <laughs> <laughs> you just figured out how to fix your Done. life. Done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but so people submit, you know, okay. uh, the manager, my buyer, she'll look over everything. Mm -hmm. if, if something is of the right price point, because again, it's like, you know, I am not selling to boomers but you can not selling to, to a boomers. specific mm. demographic yes right? and i have to Within consider the price that. range right. etc yeah. the, the majority of our store is in between a hundred and nine hundred dollars and then we have fine so half the store is fine jewelry half the store is casual i'm in a neighborhood mm. i'm not in the diamond district right yes. so yes. i have mothers coming by in yoga pants people going to the farmer's market or, you know mm. so they're picking up casual gifts casual gifts are not three thousand dollar earrings in the world right. that i reside in right yeah. and my demographic is millennial well, and gen z well also so. by the way the three thousand dollars is not casual in the world period but here in new york and with some of my oh, yeah, clients they talk about oh, yeah. you know three five ten thousand dollars it's like well that's not real money you know that's exactly sort of the attitude yeah. yeah and i i don't villainize that that's really wonderful no, that's, that's just wonderful. the difference wow is that your Dang. phone okay that but just airplane mode airplane mode i forgot, I forgot. Okay, can we just mm. recall Jesus when Alon answered the phone on the podcast? Yeah, that was different. <laughs> okay. I don't know okay. why or Go how. Go on, Viviana. <laughs> Please proceed. That was different because it was me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. If you need do, to do reach me while me, I'm recording, just start, call Alon. Start yeah. texting one of you. Make some phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a, a relative, a cousin who hasn't heard from you in a while? A, yeah, yeah, let's start right now. Okay, I totally forgot to do that. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, I just keep losing my train of thought. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, wait, where were we? I know. She was talking about. Submitting. Uh, what does it mean to submit? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we but were you just look talking at, about price points and all yeah. that. Yeah. You look at everything that we do, is We submitted? do look at everything okay. that's submitted. And a big thing for us is like, I'm, I don't want to take on an artist that looks similar to what we already mm. have. Well, you don't, I don't want to cannibalize your own market. Yeah. yeah. Do you respond to everybody who submits even if it's a no? I believe that we do, but sometimes we don't. Okay. Sometimes we don't because certain people, uh, you can tell it's just spammy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I think when it's somebody personally reaching out to us, we always do mm -hmm. strive to mm -hmm. respond back. I think that that's well, respectful. Well, some people just copy paste and send it to literally yeah. everyone. Oh and, no, we actually yeah. write them. You know, but I think that that's respectful. I mean, yeah. what I won't get into the weeds with is somebody's like, "Can you critique my work?" This or that. That's a whole mm -hmm. other ball of that's wax. That's a different. That's a job. That's a job. Oh, that's yeah. a job yeah. that somebody needs to get to do absolutely yeah. but i will say in terms of buying i if we're really serious about equity and diversity and what that looks like so i'm not saying every jewelry store can or has a bandwidth to do what i'm about to propose but mm -hmm. this is just how i run my business mm -hmm. so i'll have people who submit and say they have three or four pieces that are that are strong they don't have a full collection that's good mm -hmm. you okay. know and that's probably because of money manufacturing this and that sure. Do you and tell I, them that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I see three strong pieces. The rest, you know, you know, mm -hmm. there's not enough for me to tell a story. Mm -hmm. It's a very mm -hmm. common how many, reflection. How many pieces would you consider a good story? Or a strong general? collection. Yeah. 
mean, I would say like 10 to 12 for okay. my cases. I mean, 18 is kind of a lot, mm. you know, but I mean, for some people, they prefer 18 so that they have some options to, to pick and choose from. Most stores okay. won't take the full 18, but mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of a good place to start. But I, <laughs> I, please do not reach out to me with this, but I'm just saying privately that I have done this more than mm-hmm. once. I have just given people advances to finish their collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I see a lot of potential. I'm sending mm-hmm. you $2,000, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead, build the rest and, and send it to me wow, or, great. you know, send me what you have on consignment. We'll put it up on the website. Mm-hmm. We'll take photos professionally. That means I'm investing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're going to see how this goes mm-hmm. and then I'm going to meet up with you in six months and I'm going to give you some feedback and then we're going to build from there. Mm-hmm. But obviously wow. that's me taking the time. That's partial mentorship, but that's partial money. So, cause some people cannot, you know, yeah. some people cannot do that. And mm-hmm. I, it infuriates me when I've seen other store owners are like, we won't look at anything if it's not all 18 karat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You know, there's tons of people in the U S who buy in 14 karat. I make in 14 karat all the time mm-hmm. have no problems. Um, but you're just creating more and more barriers of entry. Yeah. Uh, another thing, a lot of owners will say it's, we want to make sure you're around for like three to five years to make sure that, you know, you have some staying power. Yeah. Um, and maybe we won't buy from this collection, but, you know, we'll see what you're doing in like two to three seasons. Well, how are people going to make it to two to three yeah, seasons get there? without any sort of investment? Yeah. So the thing is, it, it's not for everyone, but I think if somebody sees really great potential in a designer, mm-hmm. try to invest in them, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that seed money makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody when I was starting out, gave me $1,500 to complete a collection. They're like, I'll own it. And if not, like I'll swap. I would have just cried. I'm, cried really, yeah. I'm so happy you're saying all this because I was yeah. just uh, giving a talk um, recently. I'm not going to name names. You could name names. But um, <laughs> no, you it's tell fine. me I can't. You yell at me if I do. Oh, people. Yeah, yeah. Were you going to say something bad? No, no, no. We, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say something negative. No, uh, <laughs> not, not really negative, but uh, I was just listening to somebody talk about their shop and um, how they prefer to buy yeah. because they want to mm-hmm. m- make sure that they also have a stake in the designer. Mm-hmm. But when they didn't talk about the designers that they buy from, it, it's every established name you've ever heard of who Correct. who they mm. probably buy from because they're a newer store and mm. it, it helps them to get access mm. to those people yeah. so i mean i'm sure they buy from smaller names too um i don't know the entire like inventory list but um it was a lot of just you know a lot of very already rich white people mm-hmm. who really mm-hmm. don't need you to to buy from them they can sustain you know, yeah. um, capital and cash flow, even on consignment. They can yes. manage sitting on gold. They can manage sitting on, like, mm-hmm. those materials. Yeah. Most people in this business can't do any of that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit of a twisted um, business model in that sense. I understand the logic when I've sort of... We've had other store owners on, and mm-hmm. we've spoken to them sort of in private, and we understand why the why of consignment and I get it and every business every business is different what their needs are what their cash flow their structure everybody structures things everybody's overhead is different it's one thing to be in you know Soho in New York City and it's a different thing to be like for instance in your neighborhood in Chicago versus in a somewhere in a small town in Illinois or something like that Mm -hmm. there's different levels of overhead and I understand all of that It, it is though um 
it, it's a strange sort of thing about the business that we have though learned to just accept mm -hmm. because I don't think that I think it's not really the norm or the case that in other sort of aspects of real of um, I said I don't know why I said real estate I meant to say um, what is the word what I don't know what is the word I don't know <laughs> in, in, in other um, fields no in other uh, retail I ah. totally forgot the word retail <laughs> okay. just now retail I don't think that it's the case in other kind of retail sectors that oh, it's okay. just normal for you to have to, you know, have fill shelves in Walmart and sit on that inventory without some sort of buy order or something right, like that. Right, right. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. some of those big box stores or, you know, places like um, Burdoff Goodman, right? They, yeah. They'll take your stuff on but then they can return it at any point and it's mm -hmm. and then yeah. you know that also that's true really too. hurts a designer it so does, yeah. and some my of them, thing is I, this I like i've heard also from clients some of them will take your um inventory and they'll take very expensive inventory and they'll say well we have clients who were interested in this but um we need to be able to hang on to this for xyz months a number of months mm -hmm. and you just have to wait and like uh, i i heard from one particular uh, and that designer. works for some people. And it works and they can manage that too. Some people can manage it and some yeah. people can't, but that's the thing. If you are not close to your designers or your vendors, mm -hmm. you're not going to know. Right. And I think for what I'm trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. I ask them, I'm like, you know, do you need this money right now? <laughs> and then yeah. some people will be like, yeah. I'm like, gotcha. Yeah. You know? Would anybody say no? <laughs> some people are like, no, I, so, I, I can do net 30, like no okay. problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I don't set it up, you know, because... I do net 30 with people and everything yeah. else, but you have intuition when you know people are in need. Yes. You yeah. know? And, uh, yeah. I mean, that. The, all I'm saying is the system was not built with us in mind at all, and yet we want to continue to do business as usual. Yeah. And it's, why aren't we switching up our concepts of what it looks like for us to buy, take on people, invest in I, them? I mean, it's, it's so true, and it's, um, I think... You live in a place, especially like New York City, where there's such an extraordinary amount of disparity yeah. in in wealth gaps all across the city. Mm -hmm. And Here in I still, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I will never forget, and I still feel the pain of living here, mm -hmm. being dirt poor, mm -hmm. and rem sort of begging for a chance from somebody, from anybody, being regularly rejected. And being in a position where I seriously, like, once contemplated selling uh, my laptop to try to make rent. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and, and it's just, like, the, the sting and the pain and the burn of that, it never goes away. And I still hold a lot of mm -hmm. oh, yeah. resentment towards those mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I do. And, and it, what's funny is I now run into those people. I now go to the posh events at Muzo <laughs> and all those stuff. And I run into those people. And I never mm -hmm. forgot sort mm -hmm. of the position that they've put me in mm -hmm. um, because of that, like, just complete, you very well know I can do the work, you know I'm in need, yes. but you're going to go with, yes. um, you know, whoever else really doesn't need the gig from you. Right. You and, know? and, you know, which I, is fine. 
in terms of other jewelry stores, Adornment in Theory is growing. I'm super blessed. It's it's mm-hmm. going really well, right? And you just remodeled too. We last remodeled year. and we expanded. But Amazing. when I, you know, compare notes with other jewelry store owners, which is awesome because that's also a really great community, right? Yeah, they're your peers. They're my peers. Yeah. And, you know, when they are out to buy, some of those people are out to buy with $600,000, like mm. where I'm out to buy way, way less than that, like yeah. just way less than that. So sometimes, you know, when people submit or they want to see a buy-in from me, I, you know, doing good, not there yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I can, I would love to buy, you know, Khadijah is my good friend, uh, mm-hmm. white space jewelry, like I want to buy her whole collection. Yeah. I, w- I will get there, Khadija. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> you will. I don't you doubt know, it. Yeah. Um, but, but that's the thing for me. It's I'm pretty fiscally conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do have a pretty high risk tolerance, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like we, we got to, I got, I'm plotting this out for the long term, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, okay, little by little, like we can take on these designers, take on these artists. Um, but sometimes when, you know, I had the chance to go to Couture and to see what these out-to-buys are for other stores, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm not going to psych myself out. Yeah. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be mm-hmm. that person at some yeah. point, you know, yeah. and we're going to Robin Hood this an entirely different way, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the grant that you offer. You're, you're doing a fundraiser for that. Currently, yes. Currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell us what that's about. So this is our <laughs> third year. Um, we have run a grant. It is called uh, the BIPOC Artist Seed Grant. And it comes off of the Mexican proverb, they try to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it started with me giving it my paycheck. <laughs> and I did three $500 grants. Mm-hmm. Now, um, is this an initiative of just your store? Do you yeah. work with other people as well, or is it just in a dormant theory? It's just a dormant theory. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, we need money at this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm doing the PPP loan. I'm scrambling just mm-hmm. with everybody else. Uh, but I'm a big thing. It's like I'm emotionally, spiritually, financially, I'm not going to be the Dead Sea. There's not going to be, a, oh, mm-hmm. I just want all the money and it's just going to stay here. It's like, okay, like what does it look like for us to be to be generous to give back in the ways that we can that again don't implode us right mm-hmm. I'm, I don't give beyond what I can yeah and well, you have to run a business I have to run a business have I have I have bills to yeah. pay yeah. right mm-hmm. um, I have no interest in poverty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me too right I, I know I love my YSL purse <laughs> yeah I love my YSL closet over here no but Ooh, I'm we're gonna I, do that oh yeah but I am like uh, I love that. I don't know if this was real or made up, but I think it's like, um, isn't one of the housewives had like an intro that was like, I've been rich and I've been poor. Rich is better. Ooh, Erica Jane. I don't know. Was it? I don't know. That's me. That's how I feel. I love Erica Jane. I love being rich. (laughs) We did an episode on that. You didn't hear our Erica Jane episode. Darn, I have to Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you did not listen. We did a whole episode on that. It was not loving, I'll just say. Oh my gosh. But keep going. She's... She's a thief, d- but anyway. Dig into she it. She is, okay. but man, is yeah. that reality? <laughs> reality show <laughs> juiciness. Right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the grant. <laughs> so, <laughs> grant yes. The grant. Yeah. So your fundraising. How? Look, when does the fundraising end? I love Okay. What is this? All right, let's bring it back. Welcome to the yeah. podcast, the Viviana. The grant. The grant. The important stuff. So you so, don't like poverty, but you'd like to give back. Right. So, I mean, we, we built the initiative ourselves. I'm not going to say that 
I, I didn't do a 401c3. That's mm. This is not a not-for-profit thing. This is just, there's a need. Yeah. Let's meet it. Um, yeah. I may, you know, move fast and break things kind of person, yeah. you know, throughout 2020. It's like, all right, neighborhood needs food. I'm going to go buy out all of Aldi. There we go. Now we just filled three food pantries. Like, yeah. I'm very <laughs> aggressive. So, so the, the fun- grant... Yeah, sorry, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So the grant, the first one we did... We were able to issue three grants. Mm-hmm. Last year, we did six five hundred dollar mm-hmm. grants, and this year our goal is seven one thousand dollar grants. So wow, that's so is, great! Who is the grant for, and what is mm-hmm. the ambition, and how do people apply if there is an application process? Yes, the application is going to open in, in about two weeks. Okay. okay. Um, unlike other grants. This is the easiest to apply for. Well, let me say, just because these things don't come out chronologically, uh, we're recording when does today it on end? we're recording today on May fifth, and the <laughs> grant then opens up to application. We're going to be opening up around May twenty fifth. Okay. okay, around there, and it's going to go. It'll be open for about three weeks. Okay. Okay, so we'll talk about and the fundraising part. Does that end tomorrow? No, it's going to go on for a full month. Oh, okay. So, so we can, yeah, great. Greenwich Street Jewelers contributed. That's amount. lovely. Yeah, Love and uh, we just did a collaboration um, with a major restaurant in Chicago. So mm-hmm. we have a cocktail on their menu oh, and proceeds. So, cool. so my thing is always coming up with creative ways to passively fund mm-hmm. this grant. So mm-hmm. the previous year, I designed a beer for Hopewell Brewery, mm-hmm. and the proceeds from that went to fund our grants as well. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like, how am I using my talent, right? Like designing, I can do that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, all right, let me team up with another product, design that product, and then we'll, you know, whatever amount of proceeds they feel comfortable. Then if I can do this for three, four products, then we can kind of get some revenue going. And it's not complete. Mm -hmm. It's not us calling people all the time and asking them. It's coming, again, from our talents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, oh, that's so great. That's yeah. great. Because I, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of most non-for-profits. I think most of them really need to be re-engineered. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I say this uh, to people all the time and everybody yells at me because I used to, uh, before I got into commercial photography, I did photojournalism work. And mm-hmm. I always tell people, if you're giving anybody your money, you give it to somebody like UNICEF, you give it to the UNHCR, all of these private major NGOs. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's a money vacuum it's yes. a money right. black hole and mm-hmm. people don't understand it. even the big ones like oxfam and yes all mm-hmm. of those guys but people yell at me on instagram anytime i say them they're like no those are good people trying to do good work and i'm like yeah sure right, but those it's... are massive operations that cost millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to run absolutely mm-hmm. after you sift through all of their overhead all exactly. of their everything There's it's what is little. the percentage actually gets to very the cost little. how much are you paying in marketing but dollars. if you're giving to a government body like the UNHCR, which is funded by governments already across the globe to run, your money goes to the actual cause, mm-hmm. to the actual mm-hmm. food, to the actual tents. I've seen it myself mm-hmm. firsthand. I've seen how those systems run and they're super efficient and mm-hmm. they know how to spend their money because they have really good data and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Amen. But yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Um, so community, obviously is really important to you and giving back. As it should be. Yeah. I, I think as any business owner, as a store owner especially, because you're sort human. of visible, I think it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's profoundly important because your existence like economically and culturally impacts the community yeah. much more directly mm-hmm. yeah. just because of your physical presence there. Yeah, and we met... Uh, well, we did we meet... We didn't meet through Here We Are. We met bef- 
we were just talking about this. We met through Jewelry Week. That's right. You were working yeah. on a, a previous project, and you were introduced to us, and I remember being like, oh, this woman has, like, <laughs> got it. Like, I want to, like, keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and you ended up being in our Here We Are Marketplace, mm-hmm. um, which was great, and you're still involved, but you're always giving back. Obviously, it's inherent in your, in your store, but why, why is this important to your business? I mean, I think it's important as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no matter what your belief or, or the paradigm in which you view the world, mm-hmm. I think it is important to exercise generosity. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I think it's an exercise. I, I think it's an actual muscle that you have to work. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can be stingy poor, you're going to be stingy rich. Oh, absolutely. You know? Nothing changes. Nothing That's changes. Right. It's, it's a heart thing. And mm-hmm. I think that... When it's pressed upon you and you see need and you're able to meet that need, you need to exercise that muscle. And mm-hmm. that's just something mm-hmm. that we, you know, we have a community of jewelers. But we also, we're a part of the human experience right. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, you can't address everything. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, right? You know, yeah. you do need to focus what, what giving and generosity looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you know the family member is tight, pay their ComEd bill, you know, mm-hmm. if yeah. you're able, you know. Yeah. And... It's all of those little things mm-hmm. that shed light, you know, yeah. like I, I think our calls to be light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. It's such a rare sentiment. Um, I say shit like that and I get, uh, you know, eye rolls all the time. Um, I think that what helps probably in your experience, similar to in mine, I came from abject poverty. I came from war, mm-hmm. a genocide and all that. So I'm... I come out of that with like any rational love for humanity mm-hmm. and I'm very sick of uh, the sort of one thing that is uniquely American that I hear, hear all the time is they'll talk about how much they love their dogs and their pets and animals but how much they disdain sort of oh, their yeah. fellow human man that's yes. just like normal casual it's thing to say thing. Yeah. which is a very American thing and it sounds batshit to me yeah. every time I hear it yeah. mm-hmm. and I have friends like that who are like oh, I hate humans but I love my dog and I'm like <laughs> what, what the fuck is mm-hmm. of course you love your dog your dog mm-hmm. doesn't talk back your dog right. Right. Your dog obeys. Yes. <laughs> your dog doesn't need anything. It doesn't from call you. forth anything from you. Exactly. You know? Other than yeah. being fed and a little cuddle. Like, yeah. That's yeah. it. Humans are more complex than that. They're right. harder to love in many ways, but mm-hmm. you, it's there's more impetus to love. It's also difficult if you're not from a culture that is communal by nature. That's true. Yeah. You know, and if you know that there is a you know an older woman down the street that you know the kids don't live close, and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, let me just you know do. You, I'll just yeah. bring you some fruit. Yeah. You know, very, these very soft yes, ways. Yes. These aren't massive mm-hmm. initiatives. No, they're not. Life. They're just mm-hmm. day-to-day tiny little acts of kindness and that sort of thing. And yeah. coming from Puerto Rico, you understand that. And in Bosnia, culturally, we're very mm-hmm. similar. Like, your community is everything. Even people who are not your relatives, just your right. neighbors, you treat them as if they were. I always say, I, I get in little debates with my boyfriend about this, but my big thing is that, you know, money is amoral. You know, mm-hmm. it is neither good nor bad. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like a brick. You can either yeah. use it to a build a cathedral yeah. or you can use it to throw it through a plate glass window and destroy something, right? Yeah. And there are people with very few means that will be the most generous, loving people mm-hmm. in the world, or they'll be the stingiest. And yeah. it's the same thing. You know, yeah. there are wealthy people. I don't villainize wealth. Like, mm-hmm. I want, I will be you one day. But it's like there are, are incredibly generous, wonderful people yeah. with means, and they're incredibly stingy. It, that's a heart issue. That's a character issue. Yep. And my that's thing not is a like, money issue. If, no, that's not a money issue. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know how to steward that or have mm-hmm. those values from yep. the jump, 
Now she, it's like cancer. It grows. Absolutely. You know, it grows. So it's and to like, your earlier point, generosity is a muscle, but empathy is a muscle too. Yeah. Kindness is a muscle yeah. too. Those are things you have to exercise regularly. Yeah. And I'm sure we have a lot of fun leftists listening in, but I mean, I, I, I believe in there are ways of ethical capitalism, you know, yeah. and, I, and obviously I'm a business owner, so I operate within that, of you course. know. Um, like how do we Robin Hood this stuff, you know? No, but, but listen, we've got a lot of hardcore lefty fans who I know listen to the show and mm-hmm. always have a lot to say. I'm a huge capitalist mm-hmm. myself. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I also know what uh, what the co- op- it what looks communism like. looks like, mm-hmm. and I think young and leftists don't really understand what that actually means or what that actually looks like in effect. Yes, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that those systems may mean well, but they're ultimately run by people, mm-hmm. and that's. I co-sign on everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I very much believe in in capitalism as a real uh, solution. It's historically, over the course of the last hundred years, lifted more than half the globe out of poverty and Mm -hmm. empowered people who would otherwise never have power were it not for that system in place. But at the same time, it's also proven to be an incredible tool for destruction. Right. Mm -hmm. And... I always say that. But it's a character thing again, right? That's a character thing, and that's a person to person thing. Yes. And that's not a system, something's wrong with capitalism inherently thing. That's Mm -hmm. a thing of the way that we manage it. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's also a lack of empathy kind of problem, too. Mm -hmm. It's also a problem of like what there's a lack of foresight about the kind of world you want to live in, Mm -hmm. too. If your only ambition is wealth, Right. That's okay. Great. But what kind of world does that actually then create ultimately that you still have to live in? Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I never buy into the argument that inherently capitalism has to be destructive. I think it needs to be managed. Yeah. The irony of it, though, is that we're in the jewelry industry. So some people espouse these things. And I'm like, exactly. you realize you're, you're hawking a luxury good. I right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know your clients feel your vibe yeah, <laughs> about yeah, yeah. this. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, they do. And also, right. you're not selling socks. No. You're not selling diapers. <laughs> yeah. You're selling shit nobody needs. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're all in the business of selling shit that nobody fucking needs. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you have to come to terms with that at some point as well. Yeah, there's a quote I always say. It's, I didn't originate it. It's uh, the author of Fight Club, but it's, you know... Um, we're all just polishing, you know, brass on the Titanic. You know, it's like all of this is that going is, to go yeah. away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just like you need to have a proper perspective on what is meaningful, right? Yep. Like for myself, I am creative. My creativity comes through business. It's juicy. It's fun. I feel alive doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, brings you joy. It brings me joy. But yeah. it's, you know, it's like at the end of the day, if I've got bodies, you know, in fields from all of these relationships that I destroyed, what, what was the purpose of there all of no this? Point. There was absolutely no point. Absolutely. And it's, you yeah. know, I, I think that you can access your creativity and your gifting and have just meaningful, beautiful relationships along the way. Like those are not, mm-hmm. you know, mutually exclusive. Yeah. yeah. And it, that comes through in the way that you run your business. Hopefully. <laughs> just based on what you've told us and based on the things that yeah. JB and I have observed that it comes through in the way that you operate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So many pearls of wisdom. Yes. Yeah. One more question. I'll give you one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we like to close out with, do you have any advice for the young folks oh, out there? Um, I actually have a lot of advice, but girl, keep it brief. I know, <laughs> girl. I know. No, I will. Um, 
I would say watch your watch your mental diet. I thought you were about to say watch your fucking mouth. Watch your <laughs> fucking mouth out here. Watch your goddamn <laughs> fucking mouth. That's my advice. That actually is my me. advice. <laughs> if you see me, watch your fucking mouth. That's he, it. He in a, he in a season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing well this year. We're going to love on you. We're going to get you a drink. Yeah. We're going to get you a drink after this. We'll no. Yeah, um, I would say one of my my biggest pieces of advice currently with everything with social media and AI and everything, watch your mental diet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, your mind is your greatest asset. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's very important what you're feeding it every day because circumstances are going to shift for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, when your client doesn't come through, when your finances are tight, when your family is ill, yes. when your partner, all of these yes. things... We cannot control the flow of what's going on circumstantially, but what you can control is your thought life. And you need to feed it oh, things that are good and true and right and lovely. And, and be mindful of who you have around you. I do really believe that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. So if you are around, oh, that's true. If you are around mm. negative, cynical people, yep. that is what... You know that it really is. You are so fucking lucky to know me, bitch. That's shade. That's shade, baby. You are lucky. That's such good advice, though. (laughs) Excellent advice. Yeah. 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 I get a lot of heat on this podcast for my email uh, lack of emailing. We're going back. So no. What what, what is the behavior going to change, girl? But that's the thing is like I realized through the last two (laughs) episodes we've recorded, it is the mental diet that is holding. I. I'm going to give you a I'm gift. So there's, much. A, there's a certain point with mm-hmm. a personality type like yours. Yeah. You you are probably allowed to declare social bankruptcy. Like just clear yeah. all your messages okay. and start from scratch. I probably And am. actually Can put I? a return message that say, I cleared out my entire inbox and I am starting, starting from scratch. Over. If you have not heard me, this is the reason. Yeah. And I will slowly start addressing people one Thank at a time. Thank you. I think that's a brilliant advice. Clean it. Thank you. I love that you said that yeah. because last year when I was feeling sort of especially yeah. overwhelmed, I I had a bunch of, you know, it becomes a mental block more than anything else yes. because yeah. you're just overwhelmed by the amount of stuff. It is. I just, you. I don't know where to start I call I call it I so, social bankruptcy. Just you know clean what, it. Yeah. You know what I did? I had a bunch of these teeny tiny clients mm-hmm. that I probably figured would not be long-term sort of anythings. Yeah. And I literally just said to a bunch of them, like, done. this ain't going to happen, girl. Yeah. This is not going to happen because I'm staring at this and it's only like, I cannot, I can, I'm so overwhelmed. It's, it's just not going to happen. So the best thing I did was just to say, no, okay. we're, well, thank we're, you. you're not going to yeah, get for this. That. Yeah. Start, start there. But I love this mental diet thing. Cause I think it's so true. I, sometimes when I'm on social, I'm get just off like, Instagram. Oh my God. Get off like that the shit. world get is off so Twitter. shit. If you're you on know? Twitter, get oh, off, off fucking Twitter. I'm off Twitter. Yeah. Don't give Elon your money. Don't yeah. give them that ad so, revenue. Subscribe to more puppy feeds. Yeah. You know. Puppies, kittens. I love little, mm. I love ducks. Little I love the ducks. little miniature. I just, I just have like ones. humor, humor yeah, yeah. and oh, the design. Things. Okay, I love monkeys. Good. I oh love monkeys. So Are you on round really? boys? Are you on round boys? Because there's a fat monkey on there I'm obsessed with right now. Can I you send say. this to me? Yes. I oh love fat monkeys. I used to spend oh, months on really? end in India and Nepal. And I love monkeys. Yeah. Uh, oh so I, when I'm on the IG, I'm looking at monkey videos. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. I'm watching little monkeys eat stuff. Yes. It brings me joy. Well, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Send me that fat monkey. I will. Okay. All right.
great. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope it was helpful. You were it brilliant. Was great. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you all right. so Thank much. Thank you all for having Do you me. Sign um, off. Um, this has been Rough Cut. I'm JB Jones. I'm I'm not like on. He's in mic. charge of this. Part, I'm but not. Really, I his don't husband. know how to do any of this. Andrew sets this up. I have no idea what this is. I seriously okay. don't. I was looking at her earlier, and I was just like, "Yeah, what is this?" Because I, I said maybe we should take this to Vegas. And then there's a little blue box over there, <laughs> he was like, and I was like, "What the don't, fuck is don't that?" Don't stress yourself. Out. He was like, "No, I'm not doing this." Okay. I don't want to do this here, let alone in Vegas. Are you crazy? Okay. What so, was your story? Yeah. Was that a story? That was oh, this is how we we met through Instagram. We were just like writing to each other. No, this is very compelling. <laughs> that was the that that's yeah, how that we met. Okay. I don't remember right. when we met is in person, but that's.